Hello, it's Rebecca, your personal growth mentor. Welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. Today we are going to continue on and do part four of the series that I've been working on, Stop Self-Sabotaging. This came out of the recordings from lives that I did in my Facebook group, Social Selling Success Society. And I do these challenges every single month. This has been a really great challenge that I have had here for you. And we identified sabotaging habits. We helped you make changes that last with good habits. We helped you to stop procrastinating. And then today, we're gonna be learning all about how to have laser focus. I am on day four of our Social Selling Success Society challenge. So this month, the challenge was all about stop self-sabotaging. And it is a subject that is very near and dear to my heart because I have really had to work hard at not doing this. And what I have learned throughout my time of working to try to, you know, to make my dreams come true is that I, I was my worst enemy. And likely you are also your worst enemy. So this is day four and the last day of our challenge. What we went through, in case you've not been with us, I want to make sure that you know that above this live here or wherever you are um receiving this information, I promise you that somewhere on there, there is a link for you to download your workbook. It's all four days in one thing. It is very, very valuable materials, just basically like bullet points of the things that we're talking about. Certainly, it's not a word for word of everything that I'm saying here on these trainings, but you want to make sure that you print out your workbook. And then you want to make sure that you get this information for every single day. Each training is about 45 minutes. There's very little fluff in there. It is me taking you through the concepts, helping you to understand them, telling stories behind them. Then make sure that you take the time to do the homework piece of these notes. Review your notes and do the homework because the homework is what I call a mentoring worksheet and that is truly where you are going to help make a plan for you and really get clear on things so that you can make a difference in your life. And so I want to make sure that you know that that is a tool that I've put a lot of thought into to help you to move forward. And I hope that you'll take advantage of that. So the first day, of course, we really worked on identifying your sabotaging habits. We went through several different areas where you need to probably overcome things like negativity, procrastination, and things like that. So after we we looked at those areas and on your sheet, you get to have a chance to go through and think of those areas for yourself the very next day. Then we went and um, we really looked at how do you start making changes and better yet, how do you make changes that last? And so I took you through a lot of examples of things that you can do to really help you to create new habits, to make changes that will carry you to a new level, that you can get off this treadmill of continuing to do the same thing over and over and not get the results that you desire. And you could finally move forward. And then the third day, yesterday, we talked about how to stop procrastinating and get into action. I gave you five ways that you can overcome. I broke it down and gave you tons of examples. On your homework, you got to really look at things in your life that might be sabotaging you, your environment, and answer some good 
questions for yourself that are very valuable. So I hope that you will go back if you are just now catching this. We are now on day four. This is our last segment, and we are gonna be talking about how to have laser focus. Focus is not something that all of us have naturally. Many times we have to self-discipline ourselves in order to focus. So what we're going to be doing first is five keys to productivity. And when you are thinking about being more productive, here are five things that I'm gonna go over with you and then I'm going to rehash a couple of them because they're that important down below. So the five keys of being more productive are, first of all, you want to learn how to batch any work that you need to do. And what that means is you want to group like things together and you want to do as many of one task or activity at a time that you can rather than trying to do 10 minutes of one thing and 15 minutes of another and switching your focus. The way that our brain work is brain works is we are not effective switching like that. And I read something that it said that it was it took 20 something minutes for you to actually get refocused on the next task. When we're trying to do so many different tasks in one sitting, then we're not being as effective, we're making more mistakes, we're not in flow, it feels harder. And so what you can do is at the end here, what my takeaway was for you guys is to make this 90 day goal. And the 90 day goal would allow you to know by the end, what you would be doing, what task you would be doing on different days. And what I want to encourage you to do is to batch your work so that on Mondays you pick one activity that you're gonna be doing. On Tuesdays, it's a different activity. And on Wednesdays, it's a different activity. And so you are not trying to do all the different things at once. And so even if you're doing it in thinking about it, I don't know if you ever learned something from Belinda Ellsworth called the power hour, which is very effective. So what that looked like was if you needed to um, do calls for making new contacts to book appointments or shows or whatever it may be, then you also might need to talk to teammates and nurture them and check in with them, train them. There might also be customer care calls. So those are very different tasks and they're all things that you should be doing. But what you can do instead of in one hour trying to touch all of those categories, you would pick a day that would be, this is my making contact day. On Mondays, I'm fresh from the weekend, I'm excited, and I'm ready to start booking appointments or shows or conversations, whatever it may be for your business. And then on Tuesdays would be maybe like a customer care call day. So you're touching base with old customers. And then on Wednesday is a day that you are taking care of any team or employees or systems or the things that need to get done in your business. So I hope that makes sense how you want to think about how you can batch things. If you have a day that, you know, maybe you have to ship things out, maybe one day out of the week is your shipping day. So I want you to look at the tasks that you have to do and see how you can try to batch them so that when you're making this 90 day goal and you get down to the days of the week where you are literally making yourself a plan of action that you can think about how can I batch my work. So for me and the 
job or the business that I'm in, I will, you know, try to do several podcasts in a row and it, it doesn't always work out that way for me, but I can tell you when I do it, man, by that third or fourth one that I'm doing, I am so in a role and doing well. And those usually turn out better than when I'm trying to do them one by one by one. And so anything that you can batch together, definitely do that. Hopefully that makes sense because it is very important for you to work more effectively and focus by batching. All the top producers of all the different companies talk about doing that and that that's a secret that they found to make them more productive. All right, so the next one is that you want to start thinking about how can you create templates for things so that you don't have to recreate the wheel all the time. And so anything that you are doing over and over and over, you should definitely have a template. And one thing that you may not realize that you wanna have templates for is like emails or contacts. So that's why people create like scripts and they get to know their own script where they're not having to rethink of every single time how to say things each time they're touching base with somebody. Now, what I want to warn you about that is you don't want it to come off scripted. So even if it is a template for, let's just say an email. So where I got this idea was from a book called Free to Focus from Michael Hyatt. And he talks about this, that he found himself answering on email the same questions over and over and over. And maybe you find that for, let's just say your team. And so you can create a template and it can be a written template where it answers like frequently asked questions or a checklist or just a email template that you can personalize it a little bit. You wanna make sure that you do that where you do temp personalize it so that people don't think that you are just sending them a boxed message, that it does sound personal where you approach them, you say something, try to say something personal to them so that you they know that you are speaking to them. But this could also be done in a template in the way of a video, let's say, where if there is something that you are teaching over and over and over or a process that you have to share with all of your different new people coming on and they need to learn these steps, then you can create some video series for them so that it can be easier for you. So if nothing else, you can say, watch this video and then we'll talk about it. So they have a base of knowledge and you don't have to repeat yourself so much and it will be easier for them to understand. So you are taking away the time that it takes for you to teach somebody something over and over and over. That's exactly why I created my course. Because in coaching, I knew that they needed to know these particular principles and it was very important for them, for me to lay a foundation for them to know these things. But when it came down to it, I was very bored repeating myself. And sometimes you leave things out and it's easy to skip things. So if you can create templates for everything that you find yourself repeating, over and over, how can you create some kind of a template so that it would be easy for you to get that information out to people more systematically, not spending so much of your time repeating yourself? Hope that makes sense. I thought that was like such a game changer. At the end, when I was building my business and we were going to start another new jewelry company, I had started that for my team. I was like, this time I'm gonna have intro videos, I'm gonna have, this is how this works, this is how this works, and I started creating my own videos, the, not just relying on the company to train my people, I was doing it myself. So that's also a way for them to get to know you, and I think it's really powerful. 
then and oh another way you can do that and let's just say you're in real estate because not everybody here is in direct sales and network marketing some of you are in real estate and so if you're in real estate then the way that you could do the template thing besides obviously the email thing is huge and, and can really help you and support you but you could create videos of what they can expect at a listing appointment what they can expect after they list their home with you what they can expect after they put in an offer so you could have these videos ready to go where you just send them to them so that they can get wrap their head around the process and what is happening so that you don't have to spend so much time teaching them and telling them what's next you can do that in written form and video both so I want you to think about things differently on again anything that it's a process that you're doing over and over how can you do it in a way that's personalized that is as good as you showing up but it's a way that you're duplicating your time through video and templates Okay. All right. The next one is that it's very important in order to be productive, you have to plan ahead. So there's a couple of little tips of planning ahead, like every single evening or early in the morning, you can set three intentions for your day. So instead of having this long to-do list and very detailed to-do things of every hour of the day, you could simply say, these are my three intentions of the things that are most priority right now today that I'm deciding in the moment that this is what I need to take care of. And if I get those things taken care of, then I know that I've had a productive day. And then you can move on to the other things on your list. And it's very important for you to, to do this. I find this so powerful to really start your day intentionally. Either the night before plan it or first thing in the morning with your coffee, really think about what do I want to get done today? What's important today? And really start leading your life instead of waking up and just letting it overtake you and not really moving forward. The other thing about planning ahead are things so simple like set your clothes out the night before. You know, many successful people, they have kind of, they get to a place where they wear the same thing over and over. They have like a uniform. And the reason why they do that is when you get really busy and you're very successful and focused on the dream, then it's very important for you to eliminate any decision fatigue. And so sometimes, and you know how it is, what am I going to wear can become a huge decision. And so we want to make sure that we are doing little bitty things like picking out our outfits ahead of time so that we don't have to wake up and start the day with decision fatigue. If you really want to start an exercise regimen, what can you do to prepare ahead of time to plan ahead so you know exactly when you're, what you're doing and when you're doing it. And that is why here the homework for tonight is going to be that 90 day plan where you're going to know on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what is your intention for those days of the week? What is your master plan? And then of course you're going to be checking in with yourself and that will switch a little bit every day. So if you do those three intentions to plan ahead every day, then it may or may not include the thing that of your master plan because there might be something else that's more pressing that day now remember i don't want you to be breaking promises to yourself and always talking yourself out of doing the things that you committed to doing but sometimes it's really good to have a master plan 
so you know what you're doing, you have that template of what your life should look like on an, in an ideal way, and then you check in with yourself every day and have those intentions or every night so that you know what is relevant now. And that is how you can really keep moving forward. Let's see, I'm gonna be talking a little bit more about planning ahead in the preparation part here later on. I don't wanna repeat myself too much, so I can't think of anything else right now about planning ahead that I'm not gonna be sharing in this lower section. So I'll move on to one of the other keys to productivity is that you need to have production goals. Production goals are so important because a lot of times, even in this model that I'm showing you, you can say, okay, well, I have scheduled that I'm gonna be working um, you know, from seven to eight every single night on my business in some way. I have a master schedule of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I know what I'm gonna be doing. You might know what you wanna work on, but what I want you to do is then have a production goal. So when you sit down to work, I want you to know what do I wanna produce? So if I were trying to write a book, then I would need to sit down and say, okay, I am going to use this time and my goal, my production goal is to write 5,000 words in this hour. And so I am holding myself accountable to that because what happens with us in our human nature and our most relaxed selves and how we tend to operate is that we will not have really a production goal, but we just are like, well, I'm gonna sit down and work, but you fiddle around on all kinds of other things and you're not prepared, which I'm gonna talk to you about the importance of being prepared ahead of time before you sit down to work and and you're not prepared and you fiddle around, you get up, you go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, you know, all these things, you're checking your emails, you're playing on social, you're getting distracted and um, then, half an hour has passed and you haven't even done anything and now you're feeling tired, you know? So it's very important for you to know exactly what you're gonna be doing, be prepared to do it, sit down and have your production goal and just get busy because we will take as much time as we allow ourselves. So if you don't have any like goals, like start times, end times, what you think you can accomplish, something that can push you. So let's say that it's making some kind of contacts with people to try to, you know, get them to sample your product or get them to book a show or a call or a conversation with you. And you need to make contact somehow with those people. And that's kind of what you want to do during that time. And you have it in your schedule. On Mondays, I make my contacts. Well, you could go fiddle around and waste all kinds of time or you could say, okay, on Mondays, I'm gonna sit down and my production goal is I'm going to try to make 10 contacts and I'm gonna keep going for this entire hour until I make 10 contacts. So that means that if you call seven people, nobody answers or you leave messages, you don't hear right back from them, only 15 minutes has passed, then maybe you wanna spend the remainder of the time really brainstorming who else you can contact. Because you're still working in the contact category, you've already met your production goal, but it didn't really give you what you wanted, so you're gonna try to keep going. And a lot of times when I would say, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm not going to stop until I get two people to agree to do a show for me, then it might be that my first two calls, they say yes, yay, I'm done, that's my production goal, it's met. I could choose to work in that category more or I could go celebrate that I made my goal. 
So I want you to start thinking about things in terms of production and giving yourself time limits because just like back when you were in school, and I know that this is relevant because I did it and now I have a daughter that does it, is they gave you three weeks to do that assignment, but now it is Sunday night and it is due on Monday and you're going to get that thing done in three hours. And it you had been given three weeks. And so we really are capable of so much more. And so I want you to hold yourself capable to that and really press yourself. Don't give yourself this huge time frame where you can lollygag around. Get serious, get focused, and get busy. And we're going to be talking here in a second about some other ideas of how when you sit down, you could be ready to work and be productive. And then you can really celebrate the fact that you got something done. I have to tell you, it feels so amazing to actually get something done instead of spinning your wheels. And these are the things that we have to implement into our life to get it done. The very last thing is that it's very important to be productive to eliminate distractions. Yesterday, I talked to you about creating an if-then plan. So when you are distracted, you know that this is always happening to me. Either I'm getting distracted by social media notifications, I'm getting distracted by my family, I'm getting distracted by conversations going on around me. I gave that example because I'm a terrible eavesdropper in a coffee shop, so I have to wear headphones if I'm gonna work in a public place. And it's very important for you to eliminate distractions. I need things to be very quiet where I don't have any distractions because I want... I have an ADD mind that wants to tune in to whatever little noise and I just, I, my mind will start to wonder. And maybe you struggle with that too. So it's very important for you to think about how can I eliminate distractions? What kind of a workspace, like we talked about yesterday, environment do you need to create so that you can be your most productive self and focus? by eliminating those distractions. And you can use that if-then plan. So let's just say that every time you go to sit down and make calls, then your kids start bothering you and they want something or they're asking what's for dinner or if you're gonna buy this or that at the store. Or, you know, I mean, it happens all the time, particularly those of us that have older kids with phones, they're constantly asking us questions over text message or coming in the door and asking right when you're trying to get something done. Or maybe it's the little kids that wanna be held and are whiny and crying and want mommy at the time and it's like, no, this is a time that you've eliminated those distractions. You've already taken care of all that. You've already assigned a husband or friend or older sibling, or you've given them a special toy to play with during that time, and you've eliminated those distractions. And you've taken care of those things. And each time those things come up, think of ways that you can keep that from happening the next time so that when you're, it's your time to work, especially when you're doing your tiger times, that nobody is going to interrupt your time, that you can actually get something done. And that is you putting boundaries out there. And most of us as moms are not good at it because we get so used to being needed and we're, we're in a habit of being needed and giving attention immediately. But you know what? Our needs matter too, and what we are trying to do in this world outside of being a mom or a wife matters too, and we need to put that at a priority. Deal? We have, let's see, like 20 minutes left. I may not take that long, but I have three sections here that um, we're going to go over. We're going to be talking about how do you prepare, how do you commit, and how do you focus. So when it comes to being prepared, the first thing that I found is when this is talking about being prepared 
to focus and have time where you're really engaging in an activity that is moving you forward, that you have decided is important, that you need to do to move you forward, then you need to prepare ahead of time and make sure that your needs are met. This is something that I had to really admit to myself is that if you aren't getting enough sleep and you are tired or you are sick, then you need to make sure that your needs are met first and foremost. Don't even try to work if you are so tired you can't even function. A lot of times we try to go on pure determination and willpower, but we actually are not going to get good results if, especially being in the service industry, if we are not empowered ourselves. So it's very important, and that is a whole, in my course, I have three different units that are dedicated to empowerment because it's that important for you to be in an empowered state in order for you to do good. So I say you have to feel good to do good. It's so important. So make sure that you have had given yourself adequate sleep and you're not so tired you can't even function in order to do something. And if that's the case that you keep finding yourself at the time that you've said you're going to work, you're just so tired, either figure out a way to give yourself more energy or get more sleep at night and rearrange your schedule on the other side of your day so that you can make sure that you show up ready. Maybe it's needs like, have you eaten? Do you have your water there in case you get a choking attack like I did the other night? Or do you ha have you eaten where you're not going to have a brain fog because you haven't taken proper care of yourself. So I want to make sure that you know that it's very important for you to take care of your needs and that's an important essential to preparation. Any champion who is, let's just say, an athlete or an Olympian or anything like that, they do a lot of preparation to make sure that they're ready to perform. And I want you to take yourself that seriously. You need to be prepared to perform as well. The next thing on preparing is you need to make sure that you gather all the things that you need before you sit down to work. Make sure that you have whatever supplies that you're going to need so you're not getting up and disrupting your focus by going here and there and maybe you're like, oh, I need this one thing to do this job, a stapler or whatever, and you're like, oh, it's in the other room. Now you go into the other room and then when you're in there, what happens? You see something that needs to be done and you start shuffling around doing something else. It's easy, easy for you to lose focus if you move and leave that room in space. So prepare ahead of time and gather everything that you're going to need before you sit down to work. Another thing with that is I want you to recognize that the clutter on your desk might be distracting you. And so really on our desk, we should only have the things that we would need to do business right then and there. Everything else should be off of your desk. Unless it brings you joy, like a picture of your kids or, you know, cute little things. Things like that can be on there. But no other, like, paper piles and clutter. You should find a way to organize that differently. Um, the next thing is, on being prepared, is that do the busy work before you sit down to work. So we talked about contacts. So let's just say that one of your days and your maybe your tiger time hopefully is to make contact somehow. You need to make sure that you have the names of who you're gonna contact and all of their information right there 
phone numbers, emails, whatever you would need to contact them, have your list and everything ready to go. So I want you to get used to preparing separately from the time that you're going to execute. Because what we try to do is is put it all together. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, so then you're gonna spend all the time preparing instead of executing. So when you are doing things, get in the habit of preparing separately. And it really takes a lot of pressure away because you don't have as much resistance. If you are needing to make contacts and you're having a little fear and uncomfortableness around contacting people because you don't like sales, but you love what the products do for people or the service that you can do. And I mean, I've struggled with this too because I am not, I wouldn't say that I enjoy that part of my business. So it will lower the resistance if you prepare ahead of time and have everything you need so that all you have to do is go and execute. You can say five, four, three, two, one and get busy and you won't have any time to really be thinking about it. What can happen is if you are preparing before you execute in the same time frame, then you might have some time to talk yourself out of it is what's going to happen to get that mind chatter going. So I say prepare separately from when you're going to execute. That's my tip for you. The last thing on prepare is to know exactly what you want to produce or accomplish when you sit down. I already talked about you having your productivity goals. So make sure that you know exactly what you want to produce, what you're going to execute, have your little goal. And even you might want to have, once you hit your goal, your productivity goal, then how are you going to celebrate when you do that? And it might be that once I do this, that I'm going to go celebrate with something sweet to eat, which a lot of people don't recommend doing that, but I enjoy it. So I like to celebrate with something sweet or a treat to myself. Um, maybe it's celebrating with a guilty pleasure of a book or a movie. Um, maybe it's just celebrating some other way. I mean, you get to pick, but I think it's important that we we pick these productivity goals and then we attach little celebrations to them so that we can have something to look forward to. It's just like the little kids. You know, we're really not very different than a toddler. And that means that if you tell them, go ahead and get your room cleaned up or finish cleaning this up and after you're done, then we'll go get a treat or we'll go play this or we'll go do something that is more exciting to them and it's enough motivation to get them through it. That will work with you too. So I wanna encourage you in that. We are now on the next section, which is all about how do you commit? So first of all, I want you to know that it's very important for you to trust in God's timing. God's timing is perfect and we always feel like we know best and we're frustrated because it's never going as fast as we want. We all really struggle with patience because patience is a fruit of the Spirit. So I want you to know that everything is working out perfectly for the plan that he has. So I recently got exposed to a woman named Jamie Cross and she started the MIG company and she had a vision and a goal that she's been now working on diligently for 10 years. And so her timing when that was given to her probably would have felt like, yeah, if you can do that for me next month, that would be great. And now 10 years later, she's still working out the vision. And she's trusting God's timing and we all need to trust in God's timing because I know for me, so many of the things that I really wanted at 23 and really worked toward, I wouldn't have been 
prepared to handle all of those things, the responsibility of those things. My mind wasn't right. My esteem wasn't right. I had to grow. And, and that's my specialty for you guys. I mean, I'm giving you tactics here now, but what I do is I help you to grow into a better human. I'm a personal growth mentor and that's my job. And so I want you to just know that God's timing is perfect timing. You're not behind. It's not, it's a journey. It's not a race. It's, it's a marathon. And so you don't have to try to keep up with anyone else. You don't have to beat yourself up and feel like you're behind. No matter your age, no matter your season, you are in God's perfect time being held, but you do have to be obedient to what you need to be doing in this season and make sure that you're doing it because it could be that God wants you to be and is ready and prepared you to be in harvest season, but you're dragging your feet and you're not doing your part. So there's always that. And I forgot at the beginning, I wanted to anchor everything with a scripture and I jumped right in and I didn't say it. So I'll go ahead and tell you now that the anchoring scripture for about focus is that I have not achieved it but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach to the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. Philippians 3.13. So that's appropriate timing, actually, to go right in here under God's timing. The next thing is to stay motivated and empowered. And I heard the other day that if they were, you know, I'm not like an energy person per se, but I do believe in things that we can't see and we don't necessarily understand that if they were to measure what enthusiasm does to the body, it will elevate you more than any of the other emotions. So enthusiasm is so powerful. So how to stay motivated and empowered is to insert enthusiasm. That's dream building. That's talking about your dreams. Do you know how sometimes talking about the things that you're passionate about can just like really build up your enthusiasm? But make sure that you don't throw your pearls to swine and talk to people that aren't encouraging you. Talk to people that are in the run with you. Talk to people that are motivated and out there in the arena too. Because I made that mistake a lot where I would try to talk about what I was excited about to people that had no vision for their life. And all they would do is make me feel like I was dumb for having one. And so don't make that same mistake. But it's very important in order for you to stay committed is to stay motivated and empowered. There is a podcast about commitment. It's really good. And it will help you if that is an area that you struggle with. If you quit things, if you don't follow through, if you're not getting to the end of things to see your life moving and progressing forward, you probably are struggling with a lack of commitment and that can help you. The next thing is, is that it's very important for you to start activating long-term thinking and patience. With the long-term thinking, we often will do something today and we have expectations to see immediate results. And when those results and expectations are not met, it's really easy to lose motivation. But if you start thinking about everything as a long-term thing, just like when you plant a seed, you are not constantly checking for its growth. You know about the time that it's going to take for that to come to fruition. And we have to get into this space of, I am doing this and I'm focusing on the progress process and I'm not going to keep checking my results, engaging whether I'm moving forward 
only on my results. The way that you're going to gauge if you're moving forward is are you doing the tasks? Are you checking in with yourself? Are you trying to make adjustments to get better? Are you pushing yourself? Are you doing the things that you promised to do? Are you working your plan? And if you can say yes to those things and you can check off those trackers and you can check off your list that, yes, I am moving forward, then you can celebrate that there will be a harvest for you. That is a promise from God. If you do the work, he will grow those seeds. But you have to get out there and be diligent and have a long-term thinking where you're not going to quit every single time things don't go your way. And I'm telling you that from my own experience because I get really discouraged because I like to see things now and um, that's just not the way that life works, unfortunately. All right, so the last one on commitment is it's really important in order to commit is that you need to have a no retreat policy, that you really do need to have a burn the bridges policy. And I wanna clarify that you don't wanna burn the bridges like that's it, I'm quitting my job and I'm all in because I did that and all it did was put it in us in financial ruin because I wasn't really prepared. And so I want you to know that burning the bridges just means that you are so committed that you are not allowing yourself to use the back door, to excuse yourself out of it. If you hit an obstacle, you're going to activate what I told you in the very beginning of this challenge that everything is figure outable and you will figure out how to move forward. It may not look like what you originally planned, but you will not retreat. And we need to make sure that we are having that 100% commitment mindset. And now that doesn't mean that something that you're trying and it's not yielding the results that you hoped after a time that you can't switch it up a little bit. That doesn't mean that you're quitting. That means that you're just making adjustments. So don't get confused between making adjustments and pivots compared to retreat. It's different. So definitely implement the no retreat philosophy. Okay, last thing. We have five minutes. I'm going to get through this is focus. And that is what we're here for today. It's all about how to focus so that you can achieve. And the first thing is, is that you need to try to work when you're most empowered and alert. Now, I recognize that my most alert time of the day is like about nine to noon. And around noon, I start to get, of course, I get hungry for lunch. And then after I eat lunch, I'm tired. And in the evening, my brain is just a little foggy. I have a thyroid issue. And so in the evening, I'm not actually at my best. So usually if I'm going to record a podcast, if I'm going to have conversation, if I'm going to create, I try to do that in the 9 to 12 slot because I know that's when I'm most alert. Now I know you might be saying, I don't have that luxury because I'm at work. Well, what if you tried to take your lunch hour and made it a productive time? Um, maybe not all of it, but maybe you could eat your lunch at, at your break and then you could use your half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever it is that you get to try to do something productive during a more alert time. 
If you have to work only in the evenings and that's the time that you need to get things done, then just try to think about, like I said earlier, make sure that you're getting enough sleep so that you do have the steam to keep going later in the day. Maybe you need to supplement to give you more brain energy. Maybe you need to really look at your diet so that you can make sure that you are fueling your body properly to be effective into the evening hours. Or maybe you just need to do things and have a really good work session on the weekend and do little bitty tasks throughout the week. And if you have the weekend, then maybe you can do that and you can be fresh. But I want you to know that it's very important for you to work during times of when you're most alert and you're feeling at your best because that's when you're going to get better results. If you are just ticking off your list and you're going through it, but you have very low energy and people are feeling that from you, you won't have as good of results. And that's the truth. The next thing is you have to learn to say no to yourself. So this is something that I put on there because it's something personal to me and that when I am trying to focus and I have have my tiger time, I have my production goal and I know when I wanna get accomplished, then many times my brain will keep trying to allow me to be distracted. Whether it's that I saw my phone and it triggered a thought to make me want to check my social media, whether it's like, oh, now I'm thirsty, or I need to now use the restroom, or um, switching tasks because I saw something that triggered a thought to hear, and I literally have had to learn to just tell myself no almost like a hand slap where it's like, no, that is not what we are doing right now. Focus. And I have to keep taking myself back and taking myself back and taking myself back. It's almost ridiculous, but I've learned that I can say no to myself. I can discipline myself to not do that. You know, when I was in the military in boot camp, you had to do these inspections and you would have to stand at attention for really long periods of times. I, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but I feel like it was maybe up to a couple of hours. And during the time when you were doing the inspections, you couldn't cough, at least in boot camp, you couldn't even cough. You couldn't itch yourself. And so it was the craziest thing because you really truly learned the discipline of not allowing yourself to move or cough or itch. And it was hard so hard, but it is possible. And so I want you to approach things with that kind of focus where you are disciplining yourself, where you're telling yourself, no, I'm not going to do that. So a lot of us that have had to be, you know, trying to diet, we learn that with like, I want some sugar right now. And it's like, no, I want some sugar right now. No, you know, you're in the pantry trying to grab it. No. So you have to discipline yourself and like a little kid. It's ridiculous, but that's what works. And then the last two things, um, we have one more minute here. So make sure that you are reviewing your stuff regularly. There's lots of different methods for this, but I just heard one that I really love, and that is to create a dream book that you have beside your bed. And why it's called a dream book is, what if you put a bunch of great visuals in there of things that you want and desire? What if you wrote your top 10 goals in there, and every single night you looked at those pictures, you reviewed your goals, you journaled a little bit about what it means to you and how far you've come and what you're overcoming, and prayers to God in there, and scriptures, and you reviewed that 
for even five minutes every single night before you went to bed and you programmed your brain that that was important to you and you had dreams about your goals and your dreams and what you're accomplishing and what you're asking for God to do in your life every single night. This was a new idea that I'd heard. I believe it was from Jasmine Starr. I thought it was amazing and I am definitely implementing that into my life. I already started getting some words and some visuals together for that. So I hope that you'll do that too. And I already said it, the last one is eliminate distractions. So I am right on time. I don't want to waste your time. I said that I was going to be done in 45 minutes. I'm keeping the promise to you and to myself so I can go take care of my family. So I hope that that helps. If I really appreciate you. Love to hear from you. Even if it is after the fact, you can always email me at inspiringyourshine at gmail and um, I will respond. So thank you so much for listening. This is the end of the challenge. And oh, one more thing, very important. I wanted to offer to you that, well, what your homework is, is for you to create your 90-day goals. It should be pretty self-explanatory. Let me know if you get stuck or have any problems. But what I wanted to offer is a call to help you to make sure that you are setting up your 90-day plan properly and that you are really feeling good about what you're going to be doing on a daily basis. And I can help you to do that. I'm offering to do it for free. So if you are interested in that, then you need to drop a comment below that says, yes, I want a free call with you. And I will set up a 30-minute call for free, which is normally like a $100 value. So anyway, I, I'm here to help you, here to serve you. Thank you so much for listening. So you take care and shine bright and make a difference and I'll see you next time.